Welcome to episode number 67 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-host tonight is Les. This evening, we're talking about things that we are thankful for, stationery and otherwise. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. So, it's been a while, I feel. Right, Les? I, I yeah, it's been... it has been. So, uh, I'm back, and I am using a Blackwing 10 um, in my lovely, lovely, I love it so much, uh, New York City Limited Edition Baron Fig Notebook. Um, I finally got my review up on these and I wanted to spend a bunch of time with them because I haven't used, uh, any form of Baron Fig notebook in a while. Mm. Um, just cause my life has been like hectic with applying to grad school and I've been writing on scrap paper and large size notebooks and graph paper. It's just been, it's been a mess. So <laughs> I spent a good like two weeks with, with the notebooks and I really, really love them. Um, you know, long story short of my review is that they kind of check all the boxes for me, the Baron fig quality that I like, but also like the style and design of the art is really, Mm. I don't know. It just, it makes me happy every time I look at them. Um, and I am drinking water. I need to stop drinking caffeine so late. So I just made it a general rule to start drinking only water after 2 PM. So (laughs) it's, been a struggle i'm not gonna lie so um but as far as things i'm excited about well it's the final stretch of grad school application stuff everything is due december 2nd so it's like i send it in and then i wait but it'll be nice to have all of that out of the way because it's really been consuming my life because there's so many things you have to do like request transcripts request letters and send in this and send in that and answer five essay questions um so i just been mentally focused on that so it'll be nice to have it off my plate for a little bit and then what's cool is i find out whether or not i get in before christmas Mm, nice right like i don't have to wait till next year and so hopefully i will get in but that's, an, that's another story. Um, but also, um, this is actually really timely because we are recording on a Monday and ah. just got information about the new Blackwing edition. People are receiving theirs in the mail. Um, I have big, complicated feels, italics, about these things. <laughs> um, like, I when I first saw them, I loved them. I'm a fan of, like, really big like bold colors and and unique concepts and i like yellow and it just the erasers are yellow and the the point guards that match with them are great and everything is great and then people started opening their their subscription boxes and posting pictures about how the pencils are not up to standard like uh. the um I don't know if you had seen anything less because you've been at work. Um, <laughs> so uh, someone posted, it's the same issue where by the ferrule, like where the pencil goes into the ferrule, there's like shards of like wood and it's not even like, it's just splintered wood hanging out underneath the ferrule. What's what is up with like, them? Lately? I don't, I feel like, Okay, first time, all right, you make adjustments to the manufacturing process. But 
after that, I feel like there's not much excuse. Um, yeah. It looks like the ferrules are like that matte finish, like the 33 and a third. Um, so like, as far as that's concerned, you really kind of can't help the way the ferrules look kind of like, not scratched, but like scuffed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's inevitable with a matte finish of something. But yeah, there's just simply no excuse for, you know, especially since they up up the price of a dozen. Um, yeah. It just, I don't know. Maybe I'm being persnickety. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm looking at the picture right now. And yeah, like, if someone said to me, these pencils are over $2 a piece, I, I wouldn't be happy. I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't have a lot of thoughts because I'm not following much of the discussion on them. I saw, I, I got the email from <laughs> Blackwing and opened it up and said, whoa, that's ugly and deleted it. And I, I, I mean, I, I'm being a horrible stationary podcaster right now. Literally opened it up, not for me, deleted it and <laughs> just moved on with my life. Um, I have... I, you know, I like bright, bold colors. I like patterns. I just think those pencils are hideous, and I don't want them, and I want nothing to do with them. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I, you know, the quality control stuff has been go an ongoing issue with them in terms of the splinters around the ferrules. And if, and and I've said this before, like when I buy a pencil that is over two dollars. It's, it's like when you buy a fountain pen. It's like when you buy anything that's over a certain price point, you expect it to come to you in pristine, usable condition. And that's how I feel about Black Wings. They should arrive on my doorstep or, you know, at Bob Slate if I'm buying it there. And they should be ready for me to use. I shouldn't have to trim off a millimeter of the ferrule end and then refit and re-glue my own ferrule back on. This isn't some cheap chintzy pen and gear pencil that works great, but is, you know, what, five cents a pencil? Right. So I see that that is like, that's my issue with this is first off, it's ugly. Secondly, there is inherently a problem with charging a premium price for a pencil when you are not keeping an eye on the premium production processes. Those should go out the door. They should be pristine. They should be perfect. It's just like when Field Notes screws up their corners. Right. Why? Why Why are you using a manufacturer that can't get them up to spec when you are charging 13, is it 13.99 or 12.99 for a special edition? Yeah, I think it's, like it's like 13 bucks. I mean, $14 for the I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. For <laughs> notebooks, pocket notebooks that are made in that manner is a premium price. They're they're charging premium prices for a product that they're not watching the attention to detail in a premium manner. Um and that's been a consistent issue with both companies over the last few few editions. And I don't know, I I could rant and rave about quality control forever. Mm -hmm. Um, because to me, it's a sticking point. If I'm paying a premium price, I should, I should get a premium product, period. End of story. 
I completely agree. And that's why like I'm so conflicted on them because for me they I enjoy them, but it's like you're right. If I'm going to drop 27.95 on a dozen of these, I really want them to be perfect. Absolutely. And why shouldn't they be? And what's funny is like I've seen the same like trashy mistake like with the feral where the feral meets the wood. Mhm. On like the crappy you know penning gear like pencils yeah so like i don't know it just it puts a bad taste in my mouth yeah but you know what you you kind of expect it on a crappily made pencil but right. i gotta tell you my last 12 pack of penning gear pencils the ferrules were all fitted perfectly and yep. for only 2.99 or was it 2.99 197 two bucks two dollars right. sometimes you get them for like 97 cents yeah yeah, post post uh, school season. But yeah, I just I don't know. So I'll probably still pick them up because I that's what I do. But um, I don't know if it continues this way. Maybe it won't be what I do. Mm. Um. So. Well, I mean, even if you look at it in terms of an investment standpoint, which we all have issues with, but you look at it from an investment standpoint, what you're, what you're going to have to do if you do decide to resell that box is you're going to have to open it up. You're going to have to inspect all your ferrules and how they're attached, clean them up, trim millimeter off each ferrule end, um, and then refit the ferrules and glue them back on appropriately. <laughs> like, right. seriously? All right. Hold the press here. Sorry. I'm multitasking during our podcasting. I guess it's, we could call it live shopping. <laughs> um, I want because I I wanted to see um you know what the new I wanted to talk about the new point guards as well um and I really really do like them um they are like the anodized I told you off offline you know red blue and yellow yep um. But they are more expensive than the set of three that are black, gold, and silver. Of course they are. Like, I get it, but come on. <laughs> like, I could see pencils going up in price because resources, you know, change, like cedar shortage, whatever. But really, I mean, all right, they, they put like on the top of the, I just noticed they put on the top of the point guard, a triangle, mm. a square, and a circle. <laughs> I okay. still have feelings because they're not putting the B. Uh but yeah, that's kinda I don't know. Now I'm now I'm grumpy. <laughs> so uh anyhow, they are they're two dollars more expensive, but it's the principle. Yeah. Um while I'm on the Blackwing kick, actually, um the Blackwing logo that so it's an emblem, yeah, not a yeah. logo, that whole discussion. Yeah. That is ugly. You mean, yeah. I think when I see it, I don't know why, but it makes me think of LBJ. Huh. Like, that's, that's <laughs> that what is my... a strange association, Dade. <laughs> well, because like, because the, the L, uh, like there's a, <laughs> it's just weird. My brain just I'm went. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. <sighs> the, my brain just went to that, like when I first saw it. So we could examine the psychology of that, really. What um, does that say? Right. 
So uh, oh, I'm a little punchy. Yeah, me too. I'm tired. I had a long day. And that's fun. I think. Five, oh, yikes. So. Well, I started a third job this week, last week. So, Oof. yeah, I work at the place where Gina works at now. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm doing per diem work. Well, it's two two to three days a week. Over break, it'll be longer. Um, but it, it was just something to supplement mm-hmm. not working in the winter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, anyhow, Blackwing, complicated feelings. I'm starting to get tired of the quality control issues, but I do appreciate unique additions. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like... I guess I'm just waiting for the perfect edition. And for me, that would be a reproduction of the Van Dyke. Mm. They should just do. Does someone own the rights to the Van Dyke name? I don't know. Probably. They should just figure that out. And that would make me happy. Or like do something interesting, like reproductions of the original like boxes for the black wings, like that 50 style aesthetic. Yeah. I don't know, like fun, like creative stuff. This just seems one would probably argue with me that it's art, it's creative, but like, uh, I don't know. Until I get the pencils in my hand, I can't fully critique them. I'm just going by pictures and what other people have said. So that is the asterisk after my review. <laughs> um, so moving on, because we have a lot to talk about. Um, I was going to bring up the new Field Notes edition, but no. Um, so... <laughs> Neither one of us cares. Right. Um, I got a notification for the uh, CW quarterly subscription box. I, yeah, I don't, I totally forgot to cancel admittedly. Um, Not because I didn't like it just because it was the holidays and I, I wanted some extra cash for that. Um, But I got the notification. So I am looking forward to a gift in the mail for myself. Mm. Um, Speaking of gifts in the mail, I don't know why I didn't put this in here. Musgrave's new stuff. Oh yeah, um, oof! That those uh, click all my buttons, man. Those right. are gorgeous. Yes, um, I went a little wild. Uh, <laughs> I ordered like the two pack of the limited reserve, whatever you know, pencils, and I had to get a cedar box because I love the smell of cedar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just got like one dozen of each of the the new. So, but what stinks is my shipment is delayed because the cedar boxes are delayed. Ah, uh, bummer. So I should get it next week, according to the website. So, but it was still like everyone's getting their stuff, and I'm like, wait a minute, where's um, mine? Yeah. So I'll be reviewing that stuff, but I'm looking forward to that too. Um, nice. And then finally, this came up in in the Erasable group today. Um, you know, I it was an article posted about uh black ink in Cambridge. Yeah. One of my favorite places. Like legit like when we've gone there less it's Bob Slate black ink. Yep. Um, for sure. You know and they it's it's not even they of course they had some stationary stuff and and everything but it was just the the store itself it was quirky it was fun and it just, I don't know, a lot of stuff is going out of business in Cambridge, and that's a whole other discussion. Um, and it's, you know, they're they're closing because the rent is just not feasible for them. Um, yeah, that's, uh, a developer bought that block of buildings, is my understanding, and um, a lot of stuff, a lot of the old-time stuff that makes Harvard Square, really Harvard Square, is going out of business, and you're getting chain restaurants because the local... Places just can't afford to do it anymore. Because there's crema that 
went. Oh, yeah. Crema left already. Uh, Chipotle, I read, which is a corporation. Yeah. Um, But they also go into um, cheaper places. Right. Like, from a business standpoint, it's like, well, if we can just afford to move everything to somewhere cheaper, they have the capital to do that. Mm. Where, like, Black Ink, you know takes a lot of money to like source out a new spot and move all your stuff and you know just it's really unfortunate um so black ink does have a secondary location but it's a pain in the butt to get to if you are not um i mean if you want to go to bob's slate it's not it's not the same because (laughs) for us like part of the trip is you go to Bob Slate as well, and and you also go to Black Ink because it's all right there. And I wonder how long uh, Bob Slate's going to stay there because I think that block of buildings might have got bought too. Hey. Hmm. A lot of changes in the Harvard Square area, which just means next time we'll have to get together uh, and go to Central Square. I was just going to say because the other one's on Charles Street, it says. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But still, yeah, it just makes, I don't know, I went to Cambridge recently uh, to go to the Warby Parker there because I bought my glasses online from them and wanted to go to a store to have an adjustment made. Yep. And I don't know, like, it just, there were things there, like you said, like corporations moving in in place of like mom and pop shops. It just didn't, I don't know, from someone who who used to go there like on vacation, so to speak, mm-hmm. like Gene and I would go to Boston, you know. 10 15 years ago to get away and it just i don't know it doesn't have the same feel to me yeah so i hear you that's sad um Mm -hmm. but that's really it for me um so less what about you uh like you i'm being boring and drinking water um god i wish i could have a cup of coffee right now like i'm really i crave coffee in the evening so much. And I've found that even the small amount of caffeine that is in decaf will keep me awake at night. Really? God, getting old sucks, man. Uh, yeah. Um, so in the older I've gotten, the more sensitive to caffeine I've gotten. Um, like I have to really limit my intake and decaf just doesn't taste as good. It's really, it's really sad to me. Um, really, really sad. So, so there's that. Um, now I'm all depressed and sad. <laughs> I know. Black ink, decaf coffee. No. Uh, God, getting old blows. Yeah. Um, and I'm not writing with anything tonight. Um, just I'm not taking show notes because <laughs> it's it's your turn to edit. So I figure it's on you to figure out where stuff is in the in the recording. Um, but um, I have been. Uh, at work, I kind of swap out my pens and pencils at work. I'll, I'll work a pencil until it's down to below Steinbeck stage. Then I, I, you know, put it in a cup and, um, but I, I swap out pens all the time and it's been giving me a really good chance to kind of try out things that I haven't used in a while and use those. So I picked up a uni jet stream multi-pen quite a while ago with the 0.38 refills and I really liked it, but it was a multi pen and I just at home, I don't use those a lot. Mm -hmm. But what I've found is at work, it's really nice to have 
three or four colors at a time because in my, so I do a bullet journal at work. And if there's something that I really need to call out and have attention to, having green or red ink is really nice. And when I set up my monthly, like one line for the day, I mark out paydays with green um, because why not? Um, And then I mark off weekends with red so I can really see at a glance where weekends are, where the payday is. Um, And if I have uh, days scheduled off, I put that in blue and usually the um, dates are just written in black ink. Um, So it makes it really, it's really nice and I can do it very, very quickly with just the multi-pen while I'm in my staff meeting. Totally paying attention. It's just writing numbers. Um, So yeah, so that's been, I've been really, and I enjoy the 0.38 Jetstream or just the regular gel. They work really, really nicely for me. Mm-hmm. Car. Gotta love my neighbors. Uh, and like you, I am really loving uh, my Baron Fig New York City books. I haven't had a chance to write a review on them yet, but I tore that package open uh, like it was my birthday. Um, I, I immediately ripped into one for my garden planning and I gave one to one of my coworkers cause she really likes Baron fig. And so gave her one of them. Uh, She really loves it. She like the, the cover's really quirky. And, um, so I'm really enjoying the covers and I, I, um, use the one with butts on it, um, on the front (laughs) cover cause I, that it just tickled me. Um, And it reminds me of summer, which I'm planning for with my garden planting. Yes. Um, and it's really just kind of nice to have that. It's They're so slim, and I can just toss it in my bag, and it weighs nothing. Um, it doesn't bulk up my bag like carrying a bunch of journals does. So, I yeah, I just really – and everything about those notebooks is great. Um, the paper's fantastic. It feels good with pencil. It feels good with fountain pen. It feels good with my jet stream. Everything I put on that paper makes – it just feels good. Um, and I forgot how much I really enjoy the dot grid and that form factor for like thinking about ideas in a smaller, more contained environment than like my journal or a confidant. Having that to just work on a set of ideas is really nice. Um, and I'm going to go off on a tangent a bit. I So – you know about my fermentation. Everyone who listens to the podcast knows about my obsession with fermentation. Um, so part of that fermentation is I'm, I'm planting my garden around the things I'm fermenting. And I really enjoy chilies and hot peppers. So I've been experimenting with hydroponics. And now everyone in Massachusetts is like, why don't you just grow weed? It's legal now. It's like, well, first off, I'm allergic and I have no interest in growing weed. Um, and like if I grow peppers, I can turn around and sell them, which you can't do if you're growing weed. So, um, which is just a kind of an interesting aside, like in terms of like homegrown things I could, I believe, well, I don't know. I'm not going to go on that tangent. Um, but yeah, so like I can grow the peppers, I can sell the peppers, I can eat the peppers, I can ferment hot sauce with the peppers. So, um, anyway, I have been planning like how to make a, um, 
grow tent in my basement. Mm-hmm. And I've been picking up the materials to do that for free off Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, um, which is just kind of fun and kind of cool. So um, anyhow, there's that. Um, so that's what I'm using my Baron Fig New York City book for um, is garden planning and planning out like I, I did a map of the backyard. Uh, it's it, I really need to figure out the scale because I realized when I was out there um, this past weekend pulling up uh, English ivy which is a horrible invasive species. People stop planting it. Um, <laughs> God, it's a beast to tear up. It has roots everywhere and tons of them. So, um, yeah, I pulled up an entire trash barrel full of the garbage. Um, anyway, I forgot where I was going with that. But anyway, planning, planning out the garden. Um, oh, I can fit way more beds in than I thought I could by my little doodle. So there's that. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I, I I think it's gonna be kind of fun. Um, it's definitely like a longer project and I'm hoping I can stick with it. Um but you know, I'm gonna document some of it as well. And uh I was um trimming my kiwis and I know I talked about it um not this past summer, but the summer before, or maybe early this past spring. My neighbor I'm pretty sure he thought he owned the fence and cut away. He, I thought he had only cut the male kiwi and then some branches on my other kiwi vines. It turns out he cut all three of the main producers to a oh. point where it almost killed them. Um, so it was very, very like I went out there and I had to do some serious pruning anyway. Um, people go to my Instagram, they can see the pictures, the before and after pictures of the pruning and man, it, it was whatever he, I'm going to assume he was, he was cutting it back cause he was planning on, um, replacing the fence and he thought it was his fence because that's the only thing that makes sense. Um, but he could have he and because he did it in the middle of the hot summer, he could have killed my plants. Right. And he's such a doofus. I mean, he's really just he's a really nice guy, so I feel bad. But he is such a doofus. <laughs> so, like I, I, I like I've only ever had really nice interactions with him. He's a really lovely person to talk to, and he's very helpful. But he's he's a doofus. He has no idea what he's doing, and. Um, Anyhow, I, I will get off the tangent about my neighbor because um, it upsets Christy. <laughs> and I'm sure she, she's in the living room. I'm pretty sure she can hear me complaining about him again. Because um, she's like, I, and, and she has she has a point. She, has, she says that if I am as upset about my kiwi vines, I should say something to him and work it out. Um, but the reality of it is, is the cutting happened years ago at this point, or like a year and a half ago. Right. And I really do need to either move past it or have a conversation with him. And I think I, I, I find it, it's a good story. And also I can think of him as a doofus. Right. They so, can exist together. They can. They, in, in harmony. Yes. So anyhow, there's that. Um... And that, that is all I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about the hot sauces that I just bottled up, but. I, I know you like create a podcast for everything, but you need a podcast. For, I was thinking about this the other day. 
I was thinking about this the other day because I sometimes envy your productivity or your productiveness. Mm. Um, but then I think like, well, I'm kind of the same way with my hobbies or interests. Like I'll get super into like a game or something and like just be all about that and like research things and buy things, you know, like, yeah. so like, but like, I don't know, like I'm thinking like a mix of homesteading with like, like non like it's it's hard to explain like basically it should be like a like a a podcast about less <laughs> um i i had and this is this is going off into a tangent and you can you can edit it if you want to i had considered doing some sort of podcast about homesteading or something along those lines that really encapsulates a lot of my interests outside of stationery and art um however have you ever spent any time on homesteading forums actually i have and fairly recently because when you first started down this road of growing and fermenting and i forget what i was doing but i was looking up something about fermenting because when i was a kid my parents were like you have to be careful when you ferment or you could die of botulism that's it that's (laughs) not true right that is a lie so i it's not a lie. It's a factual error that is perpetuated by right. many people. So as a kid, it was like the scary thing. And we always, we had those one neighbors that were like, they were ahead of their time because this was the 80s. Yeah. And now there are folks that I live next door to, like the crunchy, <laughs> like progressive, you know, grow your own, ferment your own, make your own kombucha, you know. So like I had looked something up and I think it was something along the lines of like safe fermenting. And I got tracked to like sidetracked and went on this forum and it was a mixture of like this is really awesome because i was learning stuff yeah oh lord i cannot interact with this because i will cause a problem oh yeah (laughs) so um yeah facebook groups are actually one i got led to a facebook group and um it was a public facebook group so mm. i could see without joining and even some of those public interactions were tricky indeed um i have never felt less safe than i have in homesteading forums if that makes sense yes it does the stuff i saw was more just about like best food practices but i know what you're talking about um well if i were one of the things i think that i would enjoy is like a queer homesteading forum or group um because a lot of the homesteading forums and i'm not going to say all but the majority of them if and if any of our listeners know of a queer homesteading forum or a queer homesteading group please um go to the page uh and send me a message or go to the facebook group and let you know let me know because i'm definitely interested in that um because many of them had a really strong, um, I don't want to say anti-LGBT, but Christian focus that held a, a negative view of LGBT matters. Um, and there were definitely times when really anti-gay stuff, I don't want to say homophobic, but like anti-LGBT um, was 
said in the forums and you know i would nope out of there real fast um and sometimes it was administrators in those forums who were making those those statements which was just not cool um the other thing that i would be really interested in is a or possibly is a forum focused on just um either female or female identified homesteading um because a lot of a lot of the homesteading stuff um is super masculine if that makes sense and or it goes one way or the other i guess it's like either super feminized or super super masculine um and there's a lot of the patriarchy perpetuated in those forms and i just i'm not i'm not here for that i don't enjoy it i don't and i don't want to cause an issue and be like um i don't need a dude to do that for me yeah um and i don't know i like a lot of the forums there are a lot of issues and they don't they don't either they don't don't enforce the rules um in an even manner or um they have a very particular mindset and viewpoint that i don't want to part be a part of yes. um and, and that's fine that that's their forum that's their views and that's okay um but i i just i can't i can't with that Um, but mostly I would love some sort of queer homesteading, um, that doesn't have a super religious focus, um, or, or has a focus on homeschooling. Um, you know, there, cause that's, that's the other aspect of, uh, that comes up a lot on homesteading forums that I found is that there's a lot of home homeschooling, um, in addition to the other like very conservative viewpoints that I'm not, I'm not into. Um, not that it has to be super radically left, but what I would like to see is just something that actually 100% focuses on homesteading or urban homesteading, steading or city steading, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and there was, I mean, the forum that went, um, bonkers, um, that I was a member of on Facebook was actually pretty secular. It was, um, focused solely on cooking and preserving and gardening and all of that good stuff without, without the other stuff, because it was another childless couple. I mean, they were heterosexual, but they, there was no, none of that anti LGBT. I felt very safe in that community. Um, but yeah, that, that's something that like, I don't think it's talked about in terms of homesteading is like how unsafe it feels for me as a queer person. Um, But again, that is a wicked tangent. It is, but I think it's worthy of staying. (laughs) Okay, cool. I think people listen to us for the tangential stuff. And I mean, it is what it is. Until someone complains until more than one person complains. I, I think we're doing all right. Um, this actually makes a a good segue into, uh, our main topic, which is, uh, things that we are thankful for. And, you know, I was going to talk about it at the end of our thankful Mm. listing that we do, but let's, let's start with it. Let's do something different. So being thankful for a forum with folks that are not abrasive i guess (laughs) i was trying trying to find a good word that was inclusive but also 
got the point across Mm. um yeah like i'm i'm really thankful that you know the time that i the limited time that i do spend on social media because i have pulled back a lot just because of life um i'm surrounded by groups and folks that i know for a fact that i have very distinct differences with certain folks that i interact with but that doesn't come into play in Mm -hmm. the groups that you know our group rsvp erasable um you know it's it's super rare and if it does it's moderated properly but you know like i i like that that we have this commonality and other stuff doesn't bleed into it so yeah that is probably number one on my list of like what i'm thankful for is interacting with like-minded individuals and not being slapped in the face with other stuff that is irrelevant or threatening to my being Mm. yeah i think that's um my number one thing, one of the things I had a really, um, when you brought up this topic, the first thing that came to mind is all of the really good groups and forums that I'm a member of mostly. And as much as I hate Facebook, much of it is housed on Facebook. Um, I have been really fortunate to become a member of, you know, the stationary groups, but also the gardening groups that I am a member of. So I've, going further into homesteading um, and that viewpoint and those interests, you can get really into sort of niche interests like hydroponics, like growing peppers, like growing tomatoes. And there is a specific group for every one of those things. Um, And the focus of those hyper-focus groups is kept really closely to the topics at, at hand and they're really well moderated. The people in them are amazing. Like, um, just as an example. So, uh, um, and I, I brought, I've brought this up before, like a couple of years ago, uh, I think it was like three years ago when I was just finishing up grad school, a, a member of the stationary community gifted me a couple of hundred dollars so I could repair my car. Uh, because I was, you know, poor, poor grad student. Uh, and I mentioned it on Twitter and she wrote to me and said, Hey, I've been saving up for a new pen, but I really don't need a new pen and you need to finish your grad school and you can't, you can't finish your internship without fixing your car. Here's $200. Right. And I needed just a little bit more than that. And that's what I had in my bank account. And it was amazing, but that is the level of amazingness within the pen community. Right. Um, and I've also found, you know, to a, to a lesser extent in the other communities that I'm a member of, like I have been sent rare seeds to grow. Mm-hmm. I've been sent collectible seeds to grow, um, which is just kind of cool. Like yeah. I didn't have to buy ghost pepper seeds and was like, I uh, I just seeded a ghost pepper tonight. I'll let them dry out for two weeks and just send me a self-addressed stamped envelope and I'll mail them to you. It's nice. like, what? Really? And yeah, they did. And now I have all the ghost pepper seeds I could ever want. I've got Carolina Reaper seeds. I've got all kinds of other seeds that people have just been like, send me an envelope and I'll mail them to you. Just make sure that at some point you pay it forward. And that's that there the groups like like RSVP, Erasables, and and Pepper Lovers, um, 
are groups that just restore my faith in humanity. Yes. You know, like, and like the kombucha group too. If anyone ever wants a SCOBY to make kombucha, there's a kombucha maker near you who will be happy to pull off a piece of their mother and pour two cups of kombucha into a container and meet you somewhere so that you can make your own kombucha. Um, And that's, or, or have you pay for postage Right. Um, and mail you the the starter liquid that you need. I mean, right. you don't see that everywhere. And yeah. I have been dumb and lucky enough to stumble upon amazing groups of people online um, that have just made my experience online wonderful. You know, I, don't, I haven't had the same ex- – I mean, I've don't get me wrong. I've had some crappy experiences online. Um, but in, in the intervening years, I've learned how to moderate my existence online so that I can have a positive experience. Um, but, you know, it is really just kind of amazing how many amazing, amazing people there are out there who are willing to just be helpful and awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, I agree. Like the generosity of folks is, you know, it always, it shouldn't surprise me because I, I know what kind of folks I keep company with on online, Yeah. but, but yeah, just random. It's, it's one thing like one time I had, had posted about something that I was struggling with, um, in a, in a separate group and, you know, people messaged me and offered help or whatever, um, but sometimes it's just random. Like one time I got a, a message from someone that was like, Hey, what's your address? And I mean, they were in a group, so I trusted <laughs> them. It wasn't just some random person. And so I gave them my address and they sent me like a bunch of like pencils and stationery just because. Yeah. Um, or I had commented on a previous podcast. It was probably in the summer. About how, you know, I, I love listening to vaporwave music and I'm on this kick of buying cassette tapes on Bandcamp and um, I had a Walkman, but it was it, it broke and I'm on the search for Walkman. So let me know. Reach out to me. I'll buy one off of you. I'll do whatever. Someone did reach out to me and they just sent me their old Walkman. That's amazing. You know, it's stuff like that. And like, I don't know, I'm I'm the type I feel like if, if someone sent something good for me that I should only pass it on like that's how the universe works absolutely it creates this chain of like goodness and i don't Mm -hmm. know like there's just certain forums online that that cannot and does not exist unless you find a subset of that forum like for example like video game stuff 99 percent of the groups online um are garbage piles and (laughs) i i usually just search them for an answer to a question and peace out of there yeah but there are also helpful ones too so i don't like to say all groups about video games are trash but yeah you have to really dig to find the good stuff um, absolutely and you know so I'm, I'm thankful that i'm able to exist in a space where there is no uh nothing detracting from my experience of my hobbies um because really we're all there for the same reason so yeah uh, so yeah. Um, but as far as like, I was thinking about this topic a lot because this is, you know, the week of Thanksgiving. 
And, oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I mean, we could we could just call it Native Genocide Day. Right. Um, over the past, I'd say almost close to a decade, I've I've had gross, annoying, complicated feelings about this how I learned about Thanksgiving as a child. And mm. I'm not going to go there because that's not what this podcast is about. It's about being <laughs> thankful, really. But uh, I mean, it could be. Uh, but yeah, so I still don't want to just like throw out the concept of being thankful. So my new tradition is, you know, my wife and I, we have a good meal. Sometimes that is turkey because who doesn't love turkey? Well, um, it's on sale right now for like deep discounts. Right. In fact, we got a coupon for Big Y, which is a grocery store in Massachusetts, um, for like $8 or $7 off a of turkey. Like, how am I going to turn nice. that down? Right. So, you know, but I we take time to reflect. So instead of, you know, thinking of Thanksgiving as the way we learned it, we just reflect and talk about what's, you know, what we're thankful for. So um, that's why this is perfect, because this is coming out the day before Thanksgiving. So mm. um, you may be listening in your car right now as you're driving to your relative's house, and you'll be reflecting on the fact how thankful you are that you're in groups <laughs> that are more civil than your family gatherings. <laughs> um, I know I am. Uh, so, so yeah, so... But moving away from the whole like community thing, because um, that's the first thing that came to my mind when I said, well, what am I thankful for in this realm of hobby? Um, I tried to think of specific like companies or items or things because it sounds silly to the outsider. But like, you know, within the community, there are certain brands and certain um, folks and companies that I, I really am thankful for because they do a good job of what they do. Um and they really foster connection and enjoyment of the hobby. Mm. Um, so this year, I am super thankful for Musgrave. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing really, really cool stuff. It's like they, they decided to jump into the online world with yeah. just head first after ignoring it for, you know, ever. I mean, admittedly, um, I'll... I'll own this. Uh, they were the butt of many of my jokes, uh, you know, <laughs> because it has to exist somewhere because I, I know they haven't changed over all their stuff, but their logo, it was just very like 90s clip art. Uh, yeah. Comic, comic. Well, their sand website was like from 1998. Right. So like, you know, they hired the right marketing manager and it just, and I just love how it's not just that. It's not like they hired a magic person that did it mm. all. Because clearly someone has to hire the person and someone has to participate in that change. And I just really like that, like, I don't know, maybe like the old merging with the new, but it not being done in a way that feels artificial or weird. Mm. Like, I don't know. I just like, I mean, for the first time in probably a while, they they released that new stuff about a month ago. Yep. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm just I'm really thankful for a company like that, like really kind of stepping into the ring, so to speak, and and just making it known that, hey, we're still here and we're still awesome and here's some stuff you can spend a lot of money on. <laughs> um so um you know that's that's what came to my mind. What about you, Les? Any any thoughts on that further? In other? terms of companies, um I think the company that in, in terms of uh, 2019 that I've really enjoyed the most, and I know people are going to like, well, oh, you guys just love Baron Fig. I really have enjoyed Bar a lot of what Baron Fig has been doing. Um, and, you know, they send me free stuff and I enjoy, uh, 
even if they didn't send me their free like stuff for free to review and i shouldn't say it's for free it is uh for a service because i'm providing them a service by writing the reviews and yes. talking about them online so it's not it's not free and i need to stop thinking about my time as free because it's yes. not it's a value my most valuable resource um <laughs> Um, so I've, I've just, I've really enjoyed a lot of the stuff that Baron fig is doing despite my not liking the trace, um, and not, not enjoying James Clear's book, um, which I forgot that I took out from the library again. So it's sitting on my Kindle unread, um, cause I, I still couldn't finish it. I could not finish it last time. Um, th that's beside the point. Um, yeah, Baron Fig is sort of like the company between them and Musgrave. I'm just, I'm enjoying them. I also really have enjoyed um, Write Notepads. I think they're doing some really, really cool stuff. I wish the copy on their website was written better. Uh, yeah. Um, like there are glaring typos and whatnot. Their, their products are just gorgeous. And I love using them, but I cringe when I go get their emails. Um, but they just do beautiful stuff. So Wright is um, another company that I think is doing great things. Um, what's the other company that I've been really enjoying these days? Um, Story Supply Company is still a company that I really enjoy what they do. Yeah, I think those are those are the th the companies that I'm most grateful for this year because they're just doing really cool stuff, really beautiful work as well. Um, so their notebooks are really nice. Their the pencils are really nice. Their pens are really gorgeous. Um, they're partnering with great designers and great artists, so that's really cool. All all three of those companies are just doing really nice stuff. So. I think that's in terms of companies what i'm what i'm grateful for yeah no i i second the baron fig thing and they also send me products for review but that is not why i like them um because i have reviewed some of their stuff poorly um i don't love everything they do mm -hmm. but i like um how reachable uh, the folks are at Baron Fig. Yeah. Like, not just to us. It's not like we have like a hotline, like, and they're just like, I've seen interactions on the Baron Fig group, like, where someone posts a problem and someone, Andy or Joey, will like respond. Yeah. You know, pretty quickly. And they're very honest. You know, remember that thing last year, maybe even longer ago, and, you know, Brad and the bag and the Kickstarter and the. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, that was when. I really started to understand like how Baron Fig is kind of different and how in a mm -hmm. good way. And, and, you know, I just always like the honesty and sometimes the honesty is not on point. And sometimes the honesty is a bad decision to interact in that way. And sometimes people make mistakes, but it's always owned and ownership is key for me with the company. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so, so I agree with your, your Baron Fig, uh, assertion too. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm right. I mean, the the copy on their website. Um, but I mean, I still like their products and like what they do. So, mm. um, but as far as other stuff, just to kind of pile everything else in, <laughs> um, because there's really no rhyme or reason to this. I'm kind of just you know, freely talking. I think those are some of our best shows where we just kind of 
Yeah, some of them. Yeah, for sure. Doc? Um, so, just for, like, things, I I, I kind of did, like, a earlier before recording this, like, retrospective of the past year and the tools that I use most frequently um, and things that that I were, was introduced to this year that I still use now. And there are two things that really came up immediately in my mind. Um, the first one, um, is the, uh, preppy highlighters, the refillable highlighters. Yeah. I have so many highlighters. In fact, I've done reviews on highlighters. I probably have, at least 10 different brands of highlighters and like every color variation to them mm. as well. It's just a, it's a thing, um, <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, I'm not in school, so I'm not highlighting as much anymore, but I, I've, I use highlighters a lot more like for, you know, list making and I'm always going back to, you know, the preppy. So it's a solid, solid highlighter. You know, when it dawned on me that like, this is my highlighter, Hmm. first they're super vibrant in neon which hello yeah um but i was at work and i was using a highlighter because sometimes i'll highlight text for a student and it was with my yellow highlighter and i had run out of ink and i was like oh man like this stinks and then like someone's like well here's another highlighter and i open it and it's one of those barrel big wide barrel highlighters you yeah know, like, and it like the end was all like frayed and nubby and i was like what and i was like wait a minute and i went in my backpack and i had a refill and i unscrewed it and i snapped the new refill in and within like 30 seconds i was back to where i was um i i like that you are not throwing away to me what is pretty valuable which is like all that plastic like like stabilo does it too with their highlighters but their refill method is weird yeah it's like you stick the the point in a little inkwell looking thing and wait yep um and i'm conflicted on whether whether or not that works well um but yeah i just like i guess i'm thankful for the the product but i'm thankful for the design and like mm. how cheap it is like yeah to buy one highlighter and a pack of three refills is sometimes cheaper than buying an in like you know like one disposable highlighter yep so i'm thankful for japanese design but also uh refillable highlighters because those have been at the top of my list all year um i reviewed them i'll post it in the show link show notes i uh reviewed them earlier this year and yeah, they they're something that has never left my pen pen case. Mm. Um and then the other thing for me, well, two things came up besides the highlighters. One I'm not going to talk about because we know how thankful I am for pen and gear, casemate pencils. <laughs> um you know, I'm just going to say shortly that like they're just they work and they're good and there's never like I mean, I have so many of them, but I never have a problem with them. I've never purchased a pack and have been disappointed. So it's like, I don't know when something works, just stick with it. But, um, you know, I really, really enjoy, enjoy them. I think I'll mm. always be thankful for them. I think I'm, I, I, I've been giving them away every time I, I send stuff to people. <laughs> I, th I throw in a, a 12 pack, you know, mm. and I still think I have three or four gross. 
god well because what happened was gina like was like oh this is your thing now so it became an inside joke for her to get like one or two but like because they're 97 cents a a pack but one year after back to school season yep they like i don't know why they clearance them because it's a it's a regular item like they probably had too many in store right like it just they carry them all the time so anyhow they became 48 cents or 50 cents and i was like all right this is the thing and i right there i bought two gross because you figure you know for 12 dollars 12 dollars like how could you not (laughs) (laughs) um so but anyhow um the other thing that i am thankful for is good pencil pen case design um you know when thinking about the stuff that i've used over the past year um my go-to pen case is the i don't know if she sells it in black anymore but the cw pencils viking collaboration the leather oh yeah yeah it fits a it fits a unsharpened black wing like the long ones so it's made of leather it's worn in very nicely it works um there's never a moment when i find a frustration with it like i just i don't know i i like something simple and i like something that that doesn't try to overdo itself if that makes sense um but something else that i had picked up that i've been using throughout the year i picked it up earlier in the year and i didn't really think i was going to use it because of that cw case but it's really earned its keep and um it's by lihit lab um it's called the teffa pen case yeah um i'll post a link but it's it's the book style so it's super cool in the sense that like in most neatly designed japanese school supply items um there's a pocket for everything mm-hmm. and when i say everything everything <laughs> right so they're they're um there are like two pockets on the outside there on the inside it's like a little book in the sense that like it um has like one page like flippable so like you can put in um like in mine right now i'm looking at it i have on one side my uh preppy highlighters and then on the right side um it has a little thing you can clip pens or pencil or shove mechanical pencils in there Mm -hmm. so i have a couple of those and then you turn the page and on the other page there are three like mesh compartments yep um like i have i mean it shows like in the packaging i remember it showed like you can put a usb drive but like i use the cloud who who uses usb drives anymore (laughs) i keep erasers in mine i was just gonna say i have uh uh Hinodawashi erasers in mine and then a little thing of page flags mm. um, I have a mini watercolor set in one of mine Ooh, yeah that's actually a really good use because then you could put like little like uh, water brushes yep, yep. Um, so no it just I don't know it's it was like 13 bucks or 15 bucks on jet pens and it was one of those things I I went on jet pens actually I remember to order refills for the highlighters I liked and it's free shipping at $25 so I was like, mm. I gotta find, I gotta spend more money, you know. It's the, <laughs> it's the gimmick, you know, that they get you to to. Because I'm so spoiled by free shipping these days, mm-hmm. and yeah, I like added it to my order, figuring, oh, this can just like store the stuff I'm not using, and this is something that I have like, I carry with me every day. 
Um, so I, I'm thankful. Actually, this is like a, what I'm thankful for, for well-designed stationary accessories. Mm. Um, I really wish that as a society in America, cause there's listeners that don't live in America. Um, we paid more attention to stuff like that. Do you, do you, you know what I mean? Like something that's well-designed. Right. Like there's a lot of, I don't know. I feel sometimes torn by like decisions that are made here and then in other countries, like perfect example. This is tangential, but you went on a tangent before. <laughs> um, so I, I collect Tamagotchis. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out with a new Tamagotchi, like, couple over the summer a couple months ago and they came out in korea japan and the u.s mark u.s european market like canada and england whatever so mm-hmm. the packaging for the japanese tamagotchi which i have a few is like a, a box like a small maybe like six inch by six inch box you know mm. it's perfect the Korean one is has a lot of plastic, which I don't like, but it's it's actually a smaller size. It's pretty much a little bit bigger than the Tamagotchi itself. The American release, which is in Target and all that, not even joking, it is the size, it's almost the size of a piece of paper. Hmm. So it's one little Tamagotchi and then empty box. So like, it's it made me think about excess and like this, like... Yeah like oh well you know it has to have shelf presence or it has to be big or you know and like just that kind of branched off into thinking about what we put value on Mm. and like i don't know like back to school season happens and i always go to the section to find something cool and new that i've never seen before and their pencil cases are just like always so one note you know maybe Mm. it'll have like two compartments maybe they'll have something that you know has like an extra little pocket but like even when that's the case it's twenty dollars which is too much but i don't know there's just not intentionality like there's no there's no like i don't know i feel like we just don't care enough not we of course we care we're talking about it but i mean it just as the people who make and market stationery in this country, there's maybe a handful of companies that do it right. Yeah. And there's small companies that are not accessible to the general public. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where my complaint is. Because, sure, I can find a pen case like this in America, but it's by a company that unless you're part of the community, you don't know about. Like, I wish right. I could see stuff, um, you know, in stores, designed. I mean, you do, but I wish I could see something accessible in like a target or ugh, walmart um made to the quality of something like notco yeah because when people use the good stuff that i have like because i've given gifts i've given someone like a pen case with pens and pencils it like I, i'll see that person again and like oh man those pens man i'm totally i've i totally use them all the time and they're great yeah my my co-workers at the college all of them now are using quality stationary items nice that's awesome you know what um i was at staples not long ago and i noticed that on an end cap they had sort of gifty things and one of the things that they had that was in a really nice gift package was a sarasa grand oh i know and i was i thought that that is actually a brilliant gift and it was 
not any more expensive than they usually are. It was around $7. And I think it had a refill inside. Um, but it was, it was a nice giftable package along with, and it was merchandised with some nice journals and altogether you could have gotten a decent journal and a really nice refillable pen for around $20, $25. And I thought that was kind of a brilliant marketing thing on their part, but also what a great idea for Zebra to have packaged the Sarasa Grand in a giftable way. It definitely made it look better um, right. rather than like the you know standard shelf stock, um, bubble carded uh, right. pen, like the way I bought it. Right. Um, because it was definitely, it just, it looked, it was very presentable. You know, it was like a nice little square box. Um, rectangular, not square. Um, you know what I mean? But, you know, it, it was just such a nice presentation. And they also had um, the Pentel alloy. It was in a less presentable box, but still in a rectangular box that was giftable. Um, but I think that that's a nice change for places like Staples that specialize in that sort of thing, but to take a pretty standard item and kind of upsell it so that it looks like more. Because I know a lot of people, they'll just buy like a 10-pack for the same price that the alloy would be or that the grand would be. Right. Um, and not want to buy refills. Exactly. Um, and I, I think that a smarter thing for Staples to do would have been to merchandise uh, like a two-pack of refills right next to those items. Right. Um, but they didn't do that. But that's just me. That's my thing. Um, no, I, I agree. Like, because I've bought in, like, Gina uses, she likes to use blue pen. And mm -hmm. that's what she uses at work. And her job just buys a bunch of, like, click pens mm -hmm. i don't even know what brand they are but i wanted to get her like a nice pen because i'm trying to get her to come over to the stationary dark side mm -hmm. um so i bought her the um very utilitarian but my first quote-unquote good pen i ever used as a teenager the zebra f301 yep um and i bought her refills because i i i was i was like you know, it's like you buy a gift for somebody. You want to buy them like the accessories, so to yeah. speak. So, yeah, you're right. I think putting that next to it, it would just be a natural like, oh, here's this pen. But also here's some more stuff so you can use this pen for, for a time. long, long time. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, this also ties into my interest in sustainability and recycling and all of that fun stuff. But I, I really th wish more people would move towards refillable pens and do so at a younger age. I think if you, if you get a teenager into refillable pens, then they're going to use those throughout their life. Um, and maybe not use quite as much disposable plastic. I mean, everyone's all cranky about straws. Um, never right. mind how those that affects the um, disabled community. But that's right. not a soapbox for right now. But no. Um, what about the tubes and plastic from our disposable pens? Right. Wouldn't that be just as bad as a disposable straw? I mean, maybe it doesn't float in the ocean quite as well, but still. Um, and if anything, it's even worse because it's heavier weight plastic. But I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see more people move into 
refillable pens or even refilling, you know, your, your pilot G2, cause you can buy refills for a pilot G2 and it's actually cheaper to buy a 12 pack of refills than it is to buy a 12 pack of disposable pens. But beside the point, I suppose people don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, no, I agree. Like, and I'm going to admit that like, I always was like that, you know, person that didn't even think about throwing away stuff like being wasteful and i'm still not the greatest at recycling everything but when it comes to stationery like like i said that experience this year with those highlighters like not only does it make sense because i get the the feel goods and the knowing that i'm doing something good for the environment but it's quality too like Mm -hmm. i choose it like it's not like because that's something too that like i find um if something is quote-unquote like sustainably sourced or recyclable or whatever like when it comes to stationery i find that sometimes it's really bad like Mm -hmm. it's not good at all so like i like that the highlighters like they're better than the stuff that you throw away and you're able to reuse you know plus i don't know there's something to say about you know having a pen with you for years you know yeah Absolutely. I mean, like that. I dropped my uh, Sarasa Grand in the street. I had no idea I dropped it. It fell off my bag. Um, and I, when I got to work and realized my pen wasn't there, I, I took a quick walk around work. Couldn't find it. And it was, I was legitimately sad that I had lost my pen. And maybe I'm a, you know, I am a stationary weirdo. But um, <laughs> the joy I felt when I got back out to my car that evening and saw the pen just laying there in the street next to my car was unbelievable. You, I mean, you would not have believed the leap in my heart as I found that pen. I was like, ah, it's here. Right. A funny story. I'm ridiculous though. <laughs> this is, it's not tangential, but it kind of is. So when we went up to New Hampshire last weekend for our anniversary, uh, we went like outlet shopping because it was rainy the both days. So shopping was really the only thing we could do. Yeah. Uh, I had put the car keys in my pocket and I think I hit the trunk button. Oh. So we got back to the car and the trunk was open. Ooh. But like I took a cursory glance and like everything seemed fine. So I shut the trunk, went about my business and then we go back to the hotel and I'm like, oh, I got to get my backpack out of the trunk. And there was no backpack there. Oh, no. I remember. Well, wait, it gets better. So I, when I because when we set out for the day, I was like, all right, it's raining. So let's go shopping and then we'll find a cool coffee shop and sit and I'll do some work. And like you can read your Kindle. And, you know, we wound up not doing that because it started to snow. And like I just didn't feel comfortable like driving in the hills of New Hampshire mm-hmm. in the snow and ice. So we didn't do that. So I didn't make the connection that I didn't even bring the backpack in the car from the hotel room. I, <laughs> I packed it up. So anyway, so I opened the trunk. There's no backpack. And I had just I just purchased a new backpack, too. So it was a brand new bag. So I'm like, I'm hyperventilating almost. Gina was like, are you kidding me? And um, the first thing I said, mind you, what was in this bag was my Nintendo Switch, my oh, laptop, <laughs> uh you know, a notebook and like hard copy of my college admission essays that were hand edited by several people. The first thing I lamented about was my my leather pencil case was in there. <laughs> <laughs> and that elevator ride up to the hotel room was the worst. And when I, when it was on the bed, we both laughed. 
But Gina was like, I did not want to have to deal with you if you really had that bag taken out of the car. But such a sigh of relief. And like, sure, I would have lost hundreds of dollars of electronics, but it was the pens and the pencils and the pen case. And, you know, because I remember buying that pen pencil case from Caroline because I was in the shop and I had wanted it and she didn't have any left. And she said, oh, wait a minute. And she went in the back and she's like, it's our last one. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was the first time I met Caroline in person. So it just, it, it was so sentimental to me. So I can relate to that whole like feeling of joy when you realize something you thought you lost is found. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's my story. <laughs> um, So yeah. Uh, But those are the two like product specific items that this year have really um, mm. done their work in my life and, and really made my life happier when it comes to stationery. So any, anything you want to comment on that? Um, I'm thinking about what I reach for again and again and again. And I really have to say, this has been the year of the Papermate Ink Joy Gel. Ooh. Um, I, you know, I, I, Granted, this is a standard pen for me at this point. This is one that um, when I see it on clearance I and it's under 10 bucks, I buy a package of them. Um, I really wish that they made – I could just buy refills. The refills in, on the American marketplace are not to be found easily. Um, so that that's a bummer. Um, so I'm, I do waste a lot of plastic with them. Um, but I, the ink joys, yeah, I just really dig the ink joys. So those I reach for again and again and again. And in terms of pencils, you know what I reach for a lot? It, and it's almost always a Hindustan. Um, so, you know, a Nataraj, an Apsara. Uh, any of those pencils, I have a pencil cup at work and it's full of pencils. And the first one I'm going for is, is a pen and gear or uh, some Apsara or, or, you know, a Nataraj, something with that smooth, dark lead from India. I like, I just, I, I love those pencils. Um, so yeah, I just, I keep using them all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, they're great quality and they're dirt cheap. You can buy a, a bucket of a hundred Nataraj marbles for like 20 bucks, a hundred for 20 bucks. I think it's 25. I split a bucket of, um, a hundred with, with someone. Yeah. That's like unheard of. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I think, or that and the, the Curios pencils that I bought from Siraj. Yeah, um, actually, you gave me a few of them. I really like those, too. I wish they didn't have as much lacquer on them. They were raw, because I, I love a raw pencil. I bring, oh, the um, General's Cedar Point is Ooh, uh, yeah. another pencil that I, the number one. I, I reach for that a lot, because that raw cedar gets me every time. Every time. Yeah. Love it. I will have to agree with you on that. And I, I lament the fact that I gave so many of them away. <laughs> the Curios? No, the not the Curios. General? The Generals. Yeah, I gave a lot of those away. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's about it for me. 
Um, what else do you want to talk about in terms of gratitude? I don't know. I mean, I think I think we touched all the bases. I mean, I'm thankful. Like I said at the start of our listing of things, I'm thankful for the community and also just like thankful for the podcast itself because I think it's one of the few things that I've done consistently. Mm. A lot of times I'm bad at follow through. Um, I get bored easily and and I don't want to do things. But this is our, what, third year? Yeah. Yeah, we're going into... Oh, well, let me look at the planner. <clears throat> we, are, we are going into... Yeah, the third... Se- this is the third season. Um, mm-hmm. And we started this on 419... 2017 right so yeah so so in uh april it will have been three years that's amazing right because i don't it's it's not like i don't know what it is i just don't i'm I'm very flighty when it comes to to things that i do it's that whole like i get bored i don't want to do it anymore feeling Mm. and that really doesn't happen often uh with with this um I have to admit that I look forward to this um, pretty much every week. I Knowing that I have a conversation with either just you or with you and Lenore, just I, I it just makes me super happy um, knowing that we're going to have a conversation together. I don't, you know, and I, it's great that it's recorded, but I could care less if we, you know, decided, yeah, we're not going to record it, but we're just going to make a time to chat every week. Right. Uh, I would dig that. I mean, I love that we record too, but that's no, I know, I know less to me. Um, so I'm, I'm really thankful for you and Lenore um, as well. And our being able to facilitate conversations among the three of us or just the two of us when it's just the two of us, um, that have a huge range and we are open enough and honest enough with one another that we can have conversation that's real about really real topics to each of us. Yes. And you know, you're right. Like, our audience is, is not like monolithic. Is that the right word? Yeah. They're not like uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that some of our listeners do not agree with our beliefs, politics, views, commentary, but I've never once ever received any kind of hate mail or messaging or pushback on anything, you know? Yeah. So, I'm I'm thankful for that. I think it's just it's a testament to like the ability for folks to come together around something that they like. Yeah. Yeah, and I I also think that um when folks do come in and they encroach upon the goodness of the community, it um is unusual. Um and is also taken care of very quickly. Um, yes. And it becomes very clear very quickly that that kind of behavior is unwelcome and unwanted. Um, not that it goes ignored, but it's literally made unwelcome. Yeah, no, definitely. And 
I like that anytime that that's happened, it's not in, not in RSVP, but like in, in other groups, I don't have to, if I'm, if I'm the one being like annoyed, attacked, pestered, I don't have to also then spend emotional labor on dealing with the problem. Yeah. Um, you know, and I like to think that if we ever are faced with that situation, RSVP would be the same too. Cause while I was never, ever targeted for, <laughs> uh, beliefs, views, whatever, there was a situation that one time, um, yeah. with an unhappy person. Uh, so, so yeah, so I just, I am thankful for the ability to communicate with the both of you. And I like that there's been times when we have disagreed, but we've never fought about it. Yeah. Like, we just kind of do and discuss. Right. Like, you know, I you just dissent and move on. Yeah. So that is hard to find in social groups. Absolutely. Uh, but I think this is a good wrapping up point. Indeed. Uh, it's been over an hour and a half. Mm. So, but, uh. Like always, uh, I would like to take a moment to thank everybody for their supportive words on the website, Facebook group, uh, otherwise. Uh, it's really wonderful to get so much support from everybody. Like we just said minutes ago that we'd do this anyway, and, and that's true. But it is nice to know that some of the things we talk about uh, resonate with some of you. So I just want to thank you for continuing to support us. Um, the best way that you can support us is sharing us with others, uh, whether that be with friends that aren't a part of the group yet with another stationary group that you're a part of, say, we talk about a topic that you like, and you think that, say we talk about, I don't know, um, a specific brand of notebook and, you know, you advertise in that notebook group, like, Hey, they talked about the school thing that is super supportive. You know, that sometimes to me is more supportive than any kind of tangible donation or otherwise so mm. uh share away um and also rate us on whatever podcast platform you use um give honest feedback uh if you don't want to give us five stars that's cool but tell us why you know because the only way that we're going to continue to bring you guys uh, interesting, cool, fun stuff is to, to hear what you think about it. So let us know, um, why you hopefully love us. Uh, so, um, you can find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. Um, there will also be a link to the spectrum chat and the discord, uh, which I know that I said that I was going to work on, but then <laughs> things happened. But I, I do plan on working on it as soon as I get my college applications. And I swear. <laughs> so uh, in the new year, we will have a discord channel uh, and it will be fun. <laughs> Um, but Les, where can we find you? You can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at ComfortableShoesStudio, Instagram and Twitter at Original Elsie Harper. You can also read about my fermentation adventures at FermentStuff.com. Dade, where can folks find you? You can find me at WeeklyPencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. And even though she's not here, you can find Lenore on Twitter at Lenore underscore Hoyt and hanging out in the Erasable Podcast Group and the RSVP Stationary Podcast Group. So until next time, folks.